0: There we go. That's Sultry. Accurate. Sultry sounds. Yeah. That sounds. Slow. We're going to take you back. Yeah. Way back. <laughs> it's like when I was a strip club DJ back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We need that story. Coming <laughs> at you. <laughs> Top side. We got yeah. cinnamon. What?
1: What, what is the most like... Uh, oh. Unoriginal stripper name like uh,
0: Stormy is usually the like very common. I mean, very, I, I did. I worked at one for a year. Mercedes, I Stormy, Cinnamon. Okay, I think we need to intro so we can get into this. To this, it's already recording, right? Yeah, yeah. we are recording. Okay. But. All right, hey,
1: welcome to the Grabbing the Brisket Podcast. We're out at the 2022 Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo World Championship Barbecue Contest, and uh we're fortunate enough to have Dennis Butterworth show up with War Pig Barbecue. Hey, Dennis, thank you for showing up. Thank you for coming
0: out. How's it going? Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, It's cold, but it's beautiful. You know, we were expecting an 85% chance of rain yesterday, so we didn't get that, which is awesome. Still a little cold. I know I'm coming in probably loud because... You're good. You're good. I just like to talk. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But no, it's great, man. Uh, Last night was crazy. It was the most crowded I'd ever seen this event on a Thursday, so... Kind of has me nervous for Friday and Saturday.
1: Yeah, I kind of, I volunteer out here, so, and we do the beverage stand, so I kind of dipped out early, uh, around 7 or 8, so I went home, I didn't see, it looked like it was kind of picking up a little bit, uh, but it was still kind of misting, a little bit of raining was coming in, I was like, mm. Ooh, I don't know how well that's going to translate, but...
0: it. it- what what it did was it kept the tent hopping down to a minimum which you know we usually count on as tent owners like you know the people will come in and then go to another one go to another one so you're not that crowded yeah but when it's drizzling everybody just huddles inside one tent and they don't leave so yeah i had like almost 300 people in during dinner which is very rare yeah you know so um so tonight you know i'm my occupancy is uh 500 i've Got about 850 wristbands out for the night, so hopefully Oof. they don't all show up at once. Yeah, yeah. they're going to yeah. be
1: standing outside if they do.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had custom War Pig umbrellas printed just for people waiting in line in case it does drizzle on them or something. So nice, yeah. awesome. just try to be nice, yeah, yeah. thoughtful, taking care of the thinking people, thinking about
1: everybody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you all sell a lot of food last night, or did you uh, have anything left over?
0: You know, I, we actually had food <laughs> left over. I was pretty amazed. Like, I we. We don't issue wristbands when you get a sponsor package. We issue you a ticket with a barcode on it. So when you come in, I scan your barcode and give you a wristband. So I I track the data behind behind the scenes on it. So every year in 2020, I was able to go in at the end of 2020 and look at how many people I had in during dinner versus the amount of wristbands I had out for the night. So I do the percentage. It's a percentage game. So then I know, all right, I need 60% of my wristband total for that night in food. Mm-hmm. So I, I nailed it last night. Hopefully, I nail it tonight. I don't know, man. Friday and Saturday makes me nervous. We run out of food usually on Friday and Saturday. So it's just hard to gauge how many people are going to come in during dinner. Yeah. That's not
2: a bad thing, though. Because listen, no, nobody wants to take home, no. like, like, Pounds, like thirty pounds of food, Tons. right?
0: You just don't want to run out in like the right. first hour, and your sponsor's right. looking at you like, hey, yeah. You know, it says dinner till eight thirty. Yeah, I got to change that ticket. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. Yeah, right. you have
2: yeah. you, like a marker, and he's you, like, no, no, it's seven thirty. It's yeah, seven thirty. What you. Sorry.
0: can we cook fast? Yeah. Right. Right. we yeah. just send them over to the Chuck Wagon for their free sandwich. There it is, exactly. There, there it is. is. Yeah, and
1: like you say, it's one of those things. Like uh, we haven't had a competition here in the last two years. Uh, and the weather has been really kind of mute. But we've also been on a lockdown for, well, Texas hadn't been really on lockdown. But these competitions we haven't had in two years, now everybody's, it's opening back up. Everybody's like, okay, so we, we don't really know how to gauge, like, everybody going to show up today or are they going to still stay home?
0: Man, it's going to be nuts because um, just gauging on the amount of sponsors that I had come out of the woodwork, you know, they're jonesing for an event. This was the last big event before lockdown in 2020. So I didn't start raising money this year until October, and I usually start in August. I wanted to make sure Houston was gonna go through. So once we started sending out sponsor packages, then it just started coming in. And like even today, I had people out last night emailing me, hey, can I buy 10 more passes? My, my people loved it. And uh, and it's hard telling them, no, we're kind of sold out, but. Yeah, I'll take that money. You yeah. know, come on in. in. Come <laughs> on, we'll, we'll find a spot for <laughs> but, you. Come on There in. it is. Because so, uh, yeah. everything's expensive out here. You know, I mean, it's a. I have two spots, right? So I have 40 foot wide by 100 foot long. Uh, I get to buy some extra property behind us. Um, and it's a six-figure party. It's three days, $120,000, $130,000 for, for a two-spot tent. We're not the biggest tent. You know, the big guys are two hundred, three dollars $300,000 parties.
2: Right. That's right. Wow.
0: It's expensive to be out here. Yeah, it really is. I mean,
2: I, again, that's not a typo. What he just said—that's how much money is being spent out here. And and, and mind you, there's there's almost three hundred teams. Yeah. So that's it's
0: amazing. There's a lot of money, you know, and it all goes to you know the Houston Rodeo. Gets uh, we buy the beer from them, so yep. they get all that money, uh, which is great. Um, and then all of their preferred suppliers, right? We rent. The power comes from a Greco. I got $3,000 worth of electricity in my tent for three days. That's right. And it's amazing. It's like hard to process. Three grand for power, but what are you going to do without it? You That's know? right. You so, need it. Yeah. yeah. And then portajeons, you know, and then the floor. I put a floor, I had that custom floor built with plywood and beams, so it's a little more comfortable than asphalt. And because of the price of lumber, it went up 100% from 2020. Oh, my and God. And I almost said no, and then I remembered how nice it was to not have my knees hurting at the end of the day because I don't get any younger. Yeah. And that floor was $6,000. Oh, my God. Jeez you got it. Listen,
2: you got to do it.
0: I couldn't say no. You can't say no. You yeah, got to yeah. do it. Okay. Catering went up 60%.
2: Yeah. Everything yeah. went
0: up. So.
2: Damn. This is, you know, here's the deal, though. I know after having these lockdowns and everything else we've been through, but and, – and listen – I don't want to go backwards. I, I want to right. go forward, and I, I, I want to keep pushing. And, and hopefully things, the market will, will, will even out and whatever else. But I'm not going to lie. I am super excited that this thing is going on. And uh, you're right. Yeah, I think, I think right in 2020, uh, they did the barbecue, and then they, can't, they canceled the show. Yeah, yeah Mary Mar-
0: Morris sure. was the last rodeo. I was there, and then they canceled right after that. That's they, right. It was when they found out that somebody contracted – COVID at the cook-off.
1: At the cook-off. Right. You know, yeah. Back
0: then, remember, if it, uh, one person got COVID, everything got locked out. That's right. 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 Now yeah, it's like, right. oh, yeah. I think we were interviewing you in twenty twenty. That was yeah. like the last day yeah. that it was open. Yeah. It was like next day f- it was gone. That yeah. was you know,
2: and that was our first on location interview. Yeah, <laughs> anywhere really. Yeah. Could it, not have went better. It, it has
1: nothing to do with us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 No. No. This no. thing shuts down tomorrow. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, we're not coming back. It's <laughs> not our fault.
2: <laughs> it, it was probably one of our. Be- we've had a lot of people actually tell us. Uh, I am not gonna lie. That that was one of our best uh, episodes that we put yeah. out there. Because yeah. yeah. it was so, uh, I guess, real or, or whatever else. It didn't seem. You know, not only we're, were in a garage, but they could hear all, everything else going around us yeah. and whatever. It was just a really good episode. It's been all downhill from then. It has <laughs> been. It's been very you much know, downhill.
0: When, when people bring me on and talk about Houston, there's so many people out there that don't understand the, the size and scope of Houston. Yep. So I try to provide cost and, and real numbers so people understand what it is we do out here. It's not like the American Royal. The American Royal is one of my favorite cook-offs because it's a cooker's cook-off. This is a party cook off. It's a lot different. Yep, yes. But we're all out here to win because it is a world championship. You know, America Roll, we roll in and roll out. And even the big party tents out there have nothing on these party tents. You know, it's just so I try to let people know, like it's there's people that construct villages out here. You know, yes, I mean if you there's right. a lot of lumber out here yeah. being built, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, that's
1: right. right. Uh, and I, I can't speak for the American Royale or whatever, but I, I can attest to here at Houston uh, Livestock Show and Rodeo that uh, all across the world people come to this. I see from every, every parts of the world are representative and just coming here and just taking pictures and just everything's just in awe because everything is just so big and everything's so grand. Like, I, I got stopped just walking, and it's probably just because I had a cowboy hat on or something like that. Uh, but the guy was FaceTiming his wife at home in Canada, and he's like, I can't. As far as you can see, I can't understand. There's just tents and barbecue and whatever. And he's like, and there's a Texan right there. He's like, say hello. And I'm like, well, uh, howdy, how you doing?
2: Hey, <laughs> yeah. partner. Yeah,
0: yeah, I heard yeah. you hit your horse. What am
1: yeah. I supposed to say? I mean, yeah. I love
2: it. He immediately starts walking bow legged. Yeah. Right. Exactly. y'all yeah, yeah. doing? Yeah, y'all hey, yeah. doing.
0: Uh, but yeah, it's the attraction. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, it's funny. Our uh, our biggest sponsor is actually a company out of New York, and they have offices down here. But their marketing team is from New York, and 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 they've been with us for a while. And they just they rent like these fake hay bales, and they send them to me for to put up as <laughs> displays. And everything that they send me is rodeo. And I, I try to tell them, hey, we're a military team. Can you put right. some marketing materials together that are military themed? Well, it's the rodeo. We we know we want to come down and see horses and cows. I'm like, that's next week. You know, this is barbecue and, and right. tanks and airplanes. Yeah. You know? we're, like,
1: we're
2: cooking cows yeah. right now. Like, I don't know.
0: But you know what you do is when it comes down to it, and everybody asks me like, man, why do you let them push you around? They're my largest sponsor. That's right. Uh, <laughs> why I, not? I push back, and then they push back, and I say, okay, yes. Yes, the check cleared so yeah, you can it, have it whatever is. you want yeah. I want that
2: $6,000 floor yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're dang right man it really is it's,
0: I, I, th- I I, baby them and I have two what we call elite sponsors so I have like an elite sponsor package you know and, and just so everybody knows like it starts at like 15000 and then goes up at that level and so I have two of those, and one of them's 30, and one of them is 20. And so when whatever they ask me, the answer is always yes. That's right. Everybody else, I may say, yeah, I don't know. We don't have room for that, but yeah. Sure. If you write those checks, I'll give you what you want. You know? Oh, yeah.
2: Why not? yeah it's, Why not? It's all
0: about hospitality. You know? It is. And, and they bring in a lot of people, a lot of guests. and. But it's just funny that they think this whole thing because they come from New York, so they think it's all about cowboys and horses and everything. (laughs) Right, right. It's It's a theme. Uh, So I have hay bales in my tent, you know. And and they came in yesterday. They're like, "Hey, what'd you do with the hay bales?" I go, "Well, that one's holding up a speaker, and that one's holding up this." Right. I don't know what you want me to do with them. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) New
2: York City. New York
1: City.
0: Yes. That's the
2: uh, You uh, you mentioned earlier that you just turned in your open category, your chef choice, whatever yeah. you call it. Uh, you want to tell us what that was, or anything about that, or is yeah. that a secret? It,
0: so this is the first year Houston Rodeo has done an open dish category, which was awesome. Usually Friday is just dessert, Dutch oven dessert. So I I had Dutch oven dessert that we were gonna do, but we were so busy. I, I called my guy, my my uh, cook off representative, or whatever he's called, and I said, hey, we're not gonna do open or dessert, but we will do open. So we did an open dish we did a, a prime filet that i got from stone cold meats um, i sous vide it and then seared it off on the pk grill with the grill grates got it nice and hot beautiful marks you know stone cold makes this uh this butter for steaks that has butter wagyu beef tallow and rosemary in it and so we we slathered this steak in that right and so that was the centerpiece of the open. But then I had these uh, jalapenos that were stuffed with pork belly burn in, cream cheese, and then wrapped in bacon. Oh, so man, we did be so, yeah.
2: Nice. <laughs> yeah, so
0: we gave them a lot of good things, a lot of different yeah. textures and flavors. I I, I smothered those uh, jalapenos in snafu, you know, which is orange, pineapple, chipotle sauce. Yep. So we gave them some, some different contrasting flavors and textures. So hopefully they like it, but I, I was in line bird-dogging what everybody else turned in. There's a lot of steaks. (laughs) A lot of people turned in steak today.
2: Oh, man. Okay. Well, hey, that may not be a bad thing if you think about it, because uh, if you're getting a lot of steaks, then it's going to be the best of the steak, right? Yeah.
0: And you got to think about it when you do open dish with steak, who the judges are. Like, I have that mentality, like, all right, the judges aren't all males. Males love to chew on that fat of a ribeye. Females usually don't. Try sure. the fillet, which is super tender but no fat. Yep. So, yep. and the guy will still love it, and the girl will appreciate that there's no fat on it, you know, because every girl I meet, they don't want to chew on that fat. That's the first thing I go for. Right. Yeah, they don't right. want to. Right. So.
1: Yeah. Are right. you cooking that to a, like a medium medium rare or are so, you doing. Yeah. Medium? So,
0: um, I cook it to 130 in the sous vide and then I sear it off. So, I try to get it medium, and I'm thinking about the judges. There's not right. all, not every judge likes. Medium, medium rare more, but yeah. medium you'll get more judges you know that's right and when yeah. you sous vide you know that whole slice is, is pink so yeah. it's it's just it's, sous vide is amazing and, and you could just sear it off in two minutes and be done with it
2: so yeah. uh, John I mean uh, Matt's been Matt's got a sous vide he says he it, does we've uh, never seen we, it we, John, we, John was staring on. at me the whole time but he will never <laughs> I don't know what it is never been invited over to, he will, to, to try it we live next we live next door to Matt okay <laughs> He will never bring his steak over Have for Have you seen the trial. price of beef? Okay. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> it's the craziest thing. And he didn't just get this. He's had it for over a year. Yeah. He he makes the best steaks at home. We hear about them. <laughs> we hear about them. Uh, Supposedly. Yeah. No, no. We're not tasting. It's the craziest thing, man. It really yeah.
0: is. I, I bought the Anova when they were on Kickstarter. So I've had it forever. Mm. And now it's like the number one selling thing. Um, but, man, it just makes life simple.
2: Yeah, I know when somebody first told me about the advice over to have it,
0: I was like, you're going to boil my steak? I was like, excuse me? But then it's like, you know, no, you take it out, then you sear it and everything, and I tried that. I mean, I can't argue with the result. It's pretty damn tender and you can do, you know, everything, vegetables, uh-huh. fish. Fish is the greatest because, you know, you get a flaky fish, and, you know, you throw it on a grill, and it just falls apart. But you throw it on a sous vide, and it, it's nice, and then you just sear it really quick. And fish is so easy to dry out. It's and pork chops are the best. Yeah, because you can dry out a pork chop really quick. But yeah. when you sous vide and then throw it on a cast iron with some butter in there, oh yeah, man have mercy. So you sous vide your brisket for the competition, right? I, yeah. I would if I could fit it <laughs> in a little container. But no, <laughs> then it would, we would have had to start it like yesterday. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> um, I will tell you this though. Like we used to do a um, at Camp Hope, they have a cook-off. and they have a they used to have a breakfast category, and I would do these. Um, Texas Benedict's, right? Slice of brisket, uh, buttermilk biscuit, um, a tasso holidays, and I would do a poached egg, and I would sous vide the eggs. Mm-hmm. And you just drop them in there, whole in the shell. And I want to say it was like a 140 degrees for like 16 minutes. There was like an there was an exact time you had to do. And when you crack the egg, it cracks super easy. Something in that water gets that shell and it cracks. The egg falls out and it looks like a damn poached egg. Like, mm. Are boom, you kidding me? Right <laughs> It's like, I found it on YouTube, and oh, I was I gotta like, this try is that. crazy. And <laughs> oh, I, I did it try. two years in a row, and they all came out perfect, and I won first place brisket both times. Or first place breakfast. first both yeah, oh, pretty nice. cool. I got to try that. I <laughs> got
2: it. I should have ate breakfast this morning. I'm, I'm starving know. now. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I right know. Well,
1: if you'd have been on time, we could have stopped. I'll call right. I'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> so you got uh, today, uh, obviously you had the uh, the Dutch oven. Um, yeah what's uh run us through the process as far as tomorrow uh
0: yeah so they just gave us our turn in times for tomorrow um they're pretty pretty close to standard times i think our brisket turn in is three three thirty uh chicken's like eleven thirty so then ribs is probably one thirty i didn't look at that um so pretty standard you know so we'll treat it like an ibca cook-off you know wake up get out here fire everything up i've already got the big pig going you know the pit um at like 200 just rolling so because it's 30 degrees so when i get out here in the morning i'll just add some more charcoal to it bump it up to 300. smart um i just it makes it easier and i don't have to wake up at three in the morning to come out here so i'll get here about six get the pits going turn my pellet grill on because i start my brisket on the pellet grill you know um and because i cook very hot and fast i start my pellet grill at 450. my brisket goes on at 450 for one hour and then and then i transfer it to the smoker. To get smoke for the rest of the cook, um, and that one hour allows my big pit to get hot. It takes an hour to get that big summer bitch hot. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, so we'll get there at six at seven a.m. We'll blare the national anthem, reveille, all that, and then we get ready. It's game day. Um, we don't focus on anything else but the competition. And, you know, if, if people come in and want to talk about anything else, we just kind of shoo them away. And, you know, we're just we're trying to win this thing. We've been on stage before, and we really want to get back. like we've been putting out a lot of good meat over the last couple years so uh, we're gonna give them hell man i got some beautiful uh australian a9 wagyu briskets you know from stone cold that's all i cook um he he gets some of the best briskets i've ever seen in so um and then my ribs come from heb i use heb all natural ribs i use uh, heb air chilled chickens because they have that translucent skins so mm-hmm. there's very little fat on that skin which is the hardest part of the chicken because that fat doesn't like to render, you know so um so, that translucent skin just is perfect. dropping all the so, tricks
2: so we were cooking so, so we, we cook those all the time but do you have a and i'm not trying to give out a secret or anything else but i'll tell you we just did like almost like a little practice comp mm-hmm. uh and uh, one of the things with our chicken that, and we may have cooked a little bit hot. It may it may bump a little bit over 300 or whatever else, um, 350 or something on, on on that. I think we had it on a Weber this time. Uh, yeah. But that skin split right. Well, it split and, it on a leg. And and it's it split on both legs. Split almost the same way, whatever. Yeah. But generally, if you have a little bit cooler temperature, a lot of times they won't split. But do, have you noticed on that on that cooled chicken that did it split easier or no?
0: So, it can, it, it can and will split. I mean, I don't know if you've seen my TikTok where I do a full chicken video. It's DW underscore butter. Hey, there it is. Uh, but I do a full chicken video on there because I do my chickens, you know, on the PK grill, blazing hot. I have no idea. My, my temperature gauge on there doesn't work, so I have no idea what it is. I just get it hot so that the, um, the grill grates are nice and hot. I, I start it skin side down. I get my grill marks on the chicken, flip it over, and... Um, you can start seeing some skin fall apart um, if you cook it really hot. So the little trick that I have is I always have my pellet grill going. We start at 450. As soon as that brisket comes off, I turn it down to 300 or 250, one of the two. Okay. So that if my chicken starts getting finishing too quickly, like once I flip it, if it starts climbing, I just move it over there. Because I use the charcoal to get the color and the marks and all that, you yeah. know, and a little bit of that char flavor, and I'll just move it over to the rectangle and let it finish there. Nice. Um, because you're right yeah it, if you get it, that skin too hot it will start to split on you um it'll start pull back from that leg too. that's right and then, you know you have some judges they just don't like that exposed drumstick bone you know and um a lot of skin issues can be solved with sauce with proper glazing you know yeah.
1: so, yep i was yep. gonna ask you i mean is that like uh, i've seen people like say like uh, it's okay i mean if you have skin pullback or if you have split or whatever we'll put sauce is that a big issue for you it's like
0: no, um, I've been in the judging room enough. I, you know, I've been doing this since '09, and, and I've judged a lot and I see a lot of judges piss me off because they'll slide that skin over and I'm just eat the meat. Yeah, I'm like, you know how much time and effort I put on that skin? You know, yeah, like right. <laughs> I like beautiful meat, so I, I want to make it look pretty. Um, so but at the end of the day, it's texture and flavor, right? So you want it to be tenderness. You know, you want that chicken to be tender. You want it to be moist. And you want to have a high salt salt content along with some flavor. So nobody likes a dry chicken. Nobody likes a bland chicken. Mm-hmm. So I don't season the skin. I mean, the meat of my chicken. I just season the skin, but I brine it for fourteen to sixteen hours. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. I inject it. So it's got a lot of flavor already in the meat. So why season the outside of the meat? You know? Yeah. So exactly. I just um, it, I, I season the skin just to get that color. Yeah. Yep. And what yep.
2: is your exact brine recipe? Uh, <laughs> yeah, there <clears> you know, I will tell you this.
0: It's a uh, it's a lot of Bill Purvis's recipe from Chicken Fried Bar. Okay. Um, and Fred Robles. Uh, so I kind of have both of their recipes that I, I just add my own little twist on it, and it's it's just really good. You know, I will tell you, throw some chopped onion in with your brine, you know, and it adds some really good, nice onion flavor. Oh yeah. But really, it's all about salt, sugar. That's all the brine is: salt, sugar, water. Yep. You know, so then it's just a little bit of flavoring. You know, so throw your favorite rub in there, you know, with it, and then throw some onions, and you got a brine. There it is. Mm-hmm. A little bit of that, that ham grenade. So, That's it. Yeah,
2: yeah. So give us, uh, I, I know it was, it's was. it been, what, two years since since we spoke, since you've been on. Um, but give us some details. How, how are you doing with 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 the whole, you know, the, all the different lines of, of seasonings, the rubs, the, the sauces? Uh, give it to us. I mean, like. Yeah.
0: Um, so since we've spoken last, I've kind of branched out across the country, which was kind of my goal for. 2020 until we kind of hit that lockdown, but what I, I took advantage of the lockdown and I reinvented the brand I, I changed all the labels reinvented the look. I wanted a, a, a I wanted continuity across the brand so no matter what I come out with it has the same look So if you're on the spice rub shelf, you see the same label as you see on the sauce shelf If and okay. I come out with my Bloody Mary mixes, you'll see the same thing. So you're like, man I know those that pig, you know, so um, so that brand agency I hired here in Houston did a great job on that, and then I created my. I came out with my uh, beef rub this year, Bulzuka, and I've been running that beef rub for a while, and I finally decided to come out with it, and it's just an amazing rub. I forgot how good it tastes when my co-packer sent it to me. I was like, man, that's gonna be a winner, and it's just that's what I put on my chicken. That's okay. that's my magic chicken rub is my Bulzuka. Okay, um, it's got coarse black pepper. Less sugar than all the other rubs, you know, so it doesn't caramelize and get burnt really easy. Uh, beautiful color, nice salt and onion and garlic content. Um, so that's where I'm at. Um, now we're really branching out across the country. I just got into a store called Fresh Time, which is in the Midwest. Got the email today, so we're, we picked up 70 store locations there. Um, so pretty excited about that, and you know, I actually have a phone call with Walmart coming up. So Ooh, um, let's go. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing yeah. it full time now. So I'm full time CEO of War Pig. Um, you know, I left oil and gas to push this dream and see how far I can go with it. Hey, isn't that
2: amazing? And I'm, I'm like, like, like you were you were very successful before you started this this this, whatever else. And 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 I love the fact you just make that comment. Like I, I I you know I had to make a choice. I left oil and gas, which Anybody that works in this area, that's where the money's at anyways, right? And you're like, hey, I'm sorry. I left that. This is my passion, right? But you left that, and you're like, i got to pursue this full time, you know?
0: It's difficult. You know, I mean, you you hear it on Shark Tank all the time. I left my six-figure job for this company, and I would – I was sitting there at home watching Shark Tank all the time, like, man, I, I can't do that. I yeah. can't do that. Yeah. Well, it, it just came down to, okay, I, I'm going to do it and see how far I can go. Because I realized there was a lot of things that I was leaving on the table that I wasn't getting done. So when I left my job and started like waking up every day, going to the computer, it's like, man, I haven't done this. I haven't followed up with this guy. You know, I've got this store that wants me. I've been slacking, you know? Right. And so, yeah, it's, it's every day. It's, it's, all I do. You can find me just sitting in front of my computer, calling stores, seeing what I can do and nice. hopefully this year I can go on a road trip, going to different retailers across the country and just, you know, what we call guerrilla marketing, just show up and bully them until they give us a, a space on their shelf. Yeah. Right. Know? Yeah. Right.
1: Uh, we, we discussed this like uh, not too long ago, uh, um, that we've heard from a lot of people ever since our last podcast that we did, uh, Uh, and we we went through the the process that you went through to to get into this, Uh, a lot of people come to us, uh, whether they're they're trying to create their own brand of uh, seasonings or or sauce or whatever it is, uh, they really found uh, you to be very inspirational to them. And uh, and, they, and they came to us all the time. It's like, hey, man, I, I really love this, I, and and they've inspired me to, to to go ahead and push myself and get out there and, and do my own thing. So, they That's definitely awesome. thank you, appreciate it.
0: Yeah, you know. I just, I love to, to help as much as I can. So especially even in competition barbecue, when we got started back in the day, all we have were like forums, you know, we didn't have Facebook. Yeah. So you would go to smoke com, and nobody gave you tips and tricks. Yeah, nobody was giving the secrets away. <laughs> so I was yeah. lost. And so that's why I don't mind sharing my recipes. I don't mind bringing in new cooks to the trailer and saying, ask any question you want, bring your brisket, I'll trim it for you. You know, whatever you need. Um, because you still have to execute it, but I can tell you what I do. I don't mind it because nobody did that for us. Yeah. And there's a lot of us from '09 and 2010 that that do that because we we were the outcasts when we started because the old guys were like, I ain't telling you shit, you know. So the same thing happened with the HEB thing. So I have a lot of people call me, hey, how do I get an HEB? And I tell them, just follow my story, you know. Go sign up for the Quest for Texas Best. It's the best way to do it. Um, I can't, I'm not going to give you the buyer's phone number, you know, because he's going to call me complaining and I'm not (laughs) pissing him off for you, you know, so, um, but I will help you every step of the way. And and I did that with, with several people, you know, and I I just do it. I don't, I don't go out there and post, Hey, I helped so-and-so get into H-E-B. He won quest for Texas best, or he made a finalist. You know, I don't need that, that publicity. I just know deep in my heart that I helped somebody Mm -hmm. and who really helped me was out in Paris with Chupacabra, you know? i I really wanted to get my rub in the heb i had my sauce and i texted him and i said hey bro um you know can you help me out you know what who do you use for a co-packer what are you doing and he's like man there's plenty of room on the shelf for all of us and that's that's what i tell everybody i love that it's right there's plenty of room on the shelf for everybody uh so if you have questions you know shoot me an email it's info at warpickbarbecue.com and i promise you I love to talk barbecue, so I, and barbecue products, and I'll tell you everything. I'll tell you who I use for co-packers. Um, I'll tell you everything, but I, I will tell you this: if you're just starting out, you know, asking me about a co-packer is the wrong question. You know, I started out on my stovetop, mason jars, spreading it across cook-offs for free. Just win with it. Just win with it, and then tag Foo Bar. I didn't right. even know Foo Bar is going to be my rub or That's my right. sauce at the time. I right. just right. tag Foo Bar. Create the name. And everybody's wondering what it is. And, you know, Phil's doing that with cocky. He's been tagging cocky for two years, you know, and it's great, you know, because me and I I help Phil, you know, and and Phil, me and him are damn near best friends, you know, and it's great. I love it. Um, But start on your stovetop, then go rent a commercial kitchen. And and there's plenty of them around your cities. You may not know, but just Google them because now you can professionally bottle it yourself uh, in a commercial kitchen and you just rent it by the hour. So it's not very expensive. Um, and if you can't find one, everybody's church has a commercial kitchen inside of it. That's right. if you go to church, call them and say, hey, can I come in like on a Tuesday and bottle some product? You just need to say that you bottled it in a commercial kitchen. Yeah. Get your bottles, hand bottle it, put in the work, and, and then try to sell it. Don't, if you go to a co-packer, you're going to have to, and you're doing sauce, they're going to say you have to bottle 300 gallons at a time. Right. I mean, you know how right. long it takes to sell 300 gallons of sauce? right that's a yeah, lot man it's a lot. it's a lot even for me today like when i get gallon jugs my co-packers like yeah, you got about 300 of them like, man I, <laughs> I at this point i'm giving away gallons like hey can you get these out of my garage you know right it's just it is what it is because people's flavors change and so you don't want have to have to be sitting on a pallet of sauce george over at pitmaker told me that when i was getting started i said hey you guys have sauce who do you use he goes some guy in arizona but don't do what we did. We've got two pallets of sauce from two years ago that are about to expire. You know, it's like we they didn't sell as well as we thought it would. Like, yeah, you make pits for a living. Nobody cares about your sauce. Right. So know your know your lane, you know, and know your market. Start out slow and build the brand, build the recognition, and then just go at it. And and, and let that fund you. Because if you go to a co-packer, you're going to be in debt you know unless you're just sitting on a ton of money right but either way right. l- let the business fund itself and that's what i've always tried to do is never be in business debt just let it fund it and and it hurts sometimes because i want to grow but i also don't want to rack up credit card debt or any other kind of loans you know right. so you put in that sweat equity sweat yeah. equity's hard nobody wants to do it and i'm one of those guys like i didn't like man let me just go to a co-packer right off the bat you know but i knew better you know and i had a lot of good people advising me on that to not do it so i bought some 30 gallon beer brewing pots from uh, amazon they had these little spouts on them put them on the stove at their commercial kitchen and then you just put the bottle underneath it open the valve it fills the bottle and then you do you know 30 gallons at a time yeah. just
1: keep doing, doing it yourself nice. I, yeah that's uh, it yeah. Dude, yeah. The, the wisdom that dennis is spitting right now it's like it's uh, I hope you don't come out with your own podcast because you'll probably no. put us all out of business. But I uh, don't have time. I really don't. I, as much as I love so to talk awesome. on a microphone, I don't have time.
0: I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I always think about it. I'm like now, yeah. I always well, have to have him on
2: more than once every two years. Yeah, you yeah, right, <laughs> right for sure. Right, uh, that way, that, that way, you just pay, basically what you're saying, John, is like we'll take advantage it, of his. Yeah, yeah, if we just keep having him on, that feels the need. That's it. of him trying to have a podcast. Yeah, right. And it's like, no, no, you're, it's fine. I'm already on a podcast. I yeah, don't have I, to do that. Then
0: I go to the other podcasts that are you know, we <sighs> just cut up and joke, you know, on those and no one they never ask me any important questions. You know, <laughs> so we just goof off on those. But, nice. What's yeah. so
2: uh, speaking of that, and, and I've never asked this question to anybody, so you're gonna be the first you've been on a bunch of different podcasts uh and i'm not saying you're an avid listener to ours or anything else but is, is there a, is there a little bit of difference between between those podcasts and this podcast or are they kind of the same
0: no i mean they're all different they all have their 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 niche um you know the other the other big one in, in texas barbecue is you can say it, the name yeah, yeah, so, yeah so so yeah, smoking yeah. gooders yeah. the other one yeah, you know it's one, of my, one yeah. of my really Robert good friends Rocha. rob yeah yeah, yeah we know he started it um theirs has a little comedic relief you know it's you know it's fun because case doesn't know much about barbecue both of those guys are tailgaters yeah what's funny is i've known rob from the tailgate side and kind of when he started wanting to get into our barbecue side and he didn't he wasn't sure he was still doing tailgates and leaving cook-offs to go do tailgates and now he's like screw tailgates i'm just doing cook-offs which is awesome but there's there's this fun you know they bring on they talk more about competition barbecue than anything um, but you guys kind of cover a wider range of subjects. Um, and then there's other ones out there that, you know, I do some nationwide and they're, they're just, they're all regional based, which is kind of interesting. You know, they want to know flavor profiles down here in Texas and all that. Right. And they're kind of, some of them are just poorly hosted, you know, and not everybody has the personality for radio or podcast. You know, it's, it's, they think they do until the microphone goes on. Right. right, and it, 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 it is what it is. Um, my degrees in radio and television so I, and i worked in radio for a long time so i kind of know like and, you know when that microphone goes on everybody some people seize up you know and, and you'll hear it in podcasts where they mm-hmm. just kind of oh, okay we got five people listening and <laughs> what? thank you guys so much you know uh but you know it's so other but they're all fun they all serve a purpose um i follow more of y'all stuff on TikTok because oh yeah TikTok's the greatest thing to happen i love it you know it's great toilet watching you know
2: it's one of those things that and, and i've been guilty of this and i i never thought that i ever had a, a social media habit because i'm not really big on social <laughs> media at all right but this fucking tiktok yeah. has got me so messed up right now like i literally open my apps up and i start scrolling and i'm looking for my outlook right my my, my emails and I'm going to TikTok for some yeah. dumbass reason. I'm like, I'm not going to TikTok. I don't want to go there. But I think James said this the other day it was like, it's the fastest growing social media platform in the history.
0: It's Right? It's think about nuts. that for a second. You yeah. know, it's because instant gratification. I in 2020 when we locked down I was going. I was going to take advantage, and, and okay, I got some time. I bought the cameras. I was yeah. going to get my YouTube channel going. We we're going to make cooking videos, and then I discovered TikTok. Well, it only took one minute to make TikTok videos. Like yeah. shit, <laughs> you know? Like I'm not doing this. I do that on my phone, and so my YouTube channel still has nothing on it. Yeah, <laughs> but my TikTok's blown up. You know, it's I, I like it and. of the group text between the Warpig team is TikTok videos. Hey, look what I found. Watch this. Watch this. Yeah, yeah. 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 The algorithm gets you. And once it got you, it's just, yeah. 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 I love that they changed it because when it first started, I was like, okay, that's somebody's daughter. Move that off my timeline. I I I was Uh, like, it was ridiculous at first.
2: Yeah. Right it's crazy how addictive it is. I, I took my son to school this morning. I come back and I'm, my daughter's supposed to be getting. Ready. She's in preschool, so she can go kind of whenever. But I'm I'm sitting in there on the toilet on the phone, and my wife's you know getting ready for work or whatever. And all of a sudden, I hear my four year old in. "Is anybody taking me to school this morning? I'm like, Shit, I better
0: get off the toilet, and get her to school." That's hilarious. Yeah, it's it's addicting. You know, when I go to bed, sometimes I'll bring my iPad. I'm just gonna watch. You know, some Netflix or something, oh, yeah. and I can't get off the damn TikTok. Next thing I know, it's two hours later, it's like midnight, yeah, right. like, oh, I'll just go to bed.
2: What have I done? Yeah. yeah. What have I freaking yeah. done? You guys
0: get that same one where it's that woman who's just like, hey, you've been on here for a while. I like yeah. pass her like three right. times before yeah. I finally turn that yeah. thing off at night. Just can't get right. away from yeah. it. Get out of my face. Yeah.
2: <laughs> now, you know, it, it, that's the deal. I, I, I love the social media apps and the platforms, and, and, and TikTok is instant gratification. I and mean, it's really what it is, right? And if you don't like it, you can scroll it. Uh, but something we were t- actually talking about is uh, really doing a lot more. Like we do, we do a lot of videos that are very quick, uh, b- but but the YouTube uh, videos is something that I think we should probably do a little bit more of. I think I don't I don't know why. I feel like I feel like we just kind of abandoned yeah. all of our YouTube stuff. I mean, that we I've been doing, trying. It's like you said, it, it takes a
0: lot more time. It does. A lot more work. Does. You got to spend time in editing, in, a, in yeah. an editing booth or whatever. You know, the Correct. console. Um, If you want it to be successful, you know, I mean, TikTok, you can get overnight famous with a cell phone video. But um, YouTube, you really need something good, especially like in my line of work, you know, with doing clever cooking videos and that kind of stuff. You can kind of just follow Meat Church, you know, like Mm -hmm. um, his rise to fame based on his ability to market himself is really great. You know, whether or not his products are good, he's a great brand. I, I try to follow his brand and the way that he rose to, to fame, you know, and he's done it right. Um, Matt's done a great job of marketing myself. Cosmo has too, but Matt has really done the best in my opinion at, our kind of space, you know, competition level products.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. He puts yep. out a video and then like, uh, it's just like, it webs out like everything that I start throwing going through. It's like all his repeat recipes. Hey, yeah. check out these, uh, uh, Brisket pork belly, brisket pork belly, <laughs> brisket pork belly uh, and it's just like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people just doing this recipe.
2: Yep, after he does it, yeah, yep.
1: yeah, yeah,
0: for sure, for sure.
1: Okay, hey Dennis, tell us a little bit about the organization, some of the organizations that you support uh, yeah. with the War Pig.
0: Yeah, so we, I mean, we have three core charities that we support: the Folds of Honor Foundation, uh, the Lone Survivor Foundation, PTSD Foundation of America. That's Camp Hope, which is here in Houston. They have some other facilities as well. All of them are great veterans foundations that, that do spend money the right way rehabilitating veterans or Folds of Honor. What they do is they, they award uh, scholarships to children or family members of wounded or deceased combat veterans. So, you know, every scholarship, they award $5,000 scholarships and they've awarded, I think, 35,000 scholarships to date just in Texas, I believe is the, the number I was told last night. And it's amazing, you know, it's like every $5,000 that I donate to them is a, it's a scholarship that some kid gets to use in college, which is amazing because their parent gave the ultimate sacrifice or lost right. a limb, you yeah. know, it's something, um, and I don't know how many of y'all went to college, but $5,000 cover the books and a few other things, definitely. you know, That's I mean, I I, yeah, it's definitely, so it's great. And then, you know, Lone Survivor Foundation started by Marcus Luttrell, uh, from the Lone Survivor book and movie, um just amazing what he does to help. He has retreats that help rehabilitate veterans uh, struggling with PTSD. And then you have Camp Hope, which is an amazing organization, and they have campuses, and they bring families and, you know, they bring entire families in that are dealing with a service member that's struggling with PTSD. And so the difference is Camp Hope gets the guys that literally have the gun to their head, right? Like, yep. you know, the the veteran that's on the way out. They bring him in or her, and, they, and they'll and bring the whole family in and put them in a, in a house and rehabilitate the entire family to moving in the right direction in a positive manner, getting back to a civilian lifestyle uh, and getting working towards getting that out of their head, you know, the, the, the war. And That's it's right. hard to get the war out of your head. Um, Lone Survivor kind of gets the guys that have graduated from Camp Hope, you know. So once you've got and, and you're still struggling – They get you, and they take you to their retreat, you know, which is on Crystal Beach, and they do some amazing things there as well. And it's not just, like, you don't have to graduate Camp Hope to go to Lone Survivor, but I'm just trying to put that in your head. Like, Camp Hope gets the worst of the worst. The guys that are in desperate need.
2: Plus their families, though, right? And that's that's something else. It's it's both sides. And I I think, you know, I, I don't know what the number is. I know there's a number. Uh, every single day of, of veterans. Yeah, it's twenty three. Uh, t- twenty three yeah. veterans a day. Think think about that. You know, will ultimately commit suicide or whatever else. And the I- idea is like that's crazy to me. Like you know, it's it's such a large number. Yeah. Uh, and it's it doesn't stop right. So uh, I fully support all of those uh foundations and 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 uh, yeah. That, that's
0: it, it's just hard to imagine. You know, for somebody that hasn't had to deal with it but you know you leave the war but the war doesn't leave you and you know our our generation before us our fathers fought in vietnam and they didn't have these uh programs that's right they were left alone and so they dealt with ptsd Internally, you know, because if you brought it up that hey, I'm struggling, you were considered weak, and you know, you were you were an outcast, and so then that's who raised us, right? So yeah. yeah, it's hard for us to say, you know, to to ask for help because our dads were were trained not to ask for help, and they, they trained us not to ask for help. So it's it's you've got got you know, and, and it takes strong family and yeah. friends to recognize that somebody's struggling and say, hey, man, let me give you some help. You right. Know? And thats right. It's a brotherhood. So it, it takes an entire village to rehabilitate someone.
2: Very cool, man. That's very, also, very freaking
1: cool. Uh, hey, Dennis, we, we thank you for being on the Dragon yeah, and I the I podcast. I, I definitely know that the community, the veterans, everybody thanks you for what you're
0: doing for us. Uh, Thanks for shooting a little shit with us. Anytime, man.
2: If the folks want to find you, where do they find
0: you at? Uh, com is our new website we have up and running. uh, Still adding to that. But uh, Texas TX Warpig Barbecue is our Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Pinterest also. Although I will admit I don't add much to that anymore. Um, But if you like TikTok, DW underscore butter. I can't promise you it's always about barbecue. Sometimes it's about my dog. (laughs) <laughs> but I do some cool videos on there, and I'm going to try to do more this year. Probably start a War Pig TikTok. I mean, at some point, it has to go to the War Pig. But exactly. You got to do it. I yeah. know. I just love I love that I don't have to always do barbecue. You know, sometimes I sit on the porch with my cigar and just spit wisdom. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So I, I 100% copied your uh, your grilled grapes chicken the other day <laughs> and posted that video. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Do the grill Great Chicken. It's amazing. It just Uh, looks awesome. I have been winning with it ever since I started it. And I went almost like a year and a half without a walk-in chicken. So (laughs) I had to figure some shit out really quick. And now chicken's been my number one meat, which is the weirdest thing for us. (laughs) You know, I'm not used to it. Right, right. All right, well, appreciate it, Dennis. We appreciate it so so much. Thank Thank you,
1: you, Dang it, Bobby. Just grab the brisket. We'd like to give a special thanks to Suckle Buster's Barbecue Rubs and Sauces, Bonner's Fiesta Spices, Cooley Nation Custom Koozies, Camro Manufacturing, Yeti Coolers, the Smoke Sheet Barbecue Newsletter, and Dowl Strong Knives. We definitely appreciate your support.